Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Craft Root Sports Cincinnati Style is brought to you by Minuteman Tickets. Football season's in full swing, basketball season is here, and there's only one spot you should be heading to get your tickets, and that's Minuteman Tickets. Look, everybody, we love Minuteman. They're Ohio guys, they're sports fans, and they're not going to screw you over like other ticketing places. It's not just football or basketball either. They got it all. Baseball, hockey, theater, rib cook-offs, it doesn't matter. Hit them up, MinutemanTickets.com, or give them a call at 614-943-3000 and avoid all of the fees. Tell them you heard about them right here on Craft Root Sports, Cincinnati Style. Craft Root Sports, Cincinnati Style is also brought to you by More Labs. Drink one bottle of morning recovery while you're partying and bounce back quickly the next day. Guaranteed. Go to morelabs.com and use the code SPORTS at checkout for 20% off your non-subscription purchase. Hey everybody and welcome to another edition of Craft Root Sports Cincinnati Style. I am Mike with me as always is Scott. No Joe today. Scott, you want to pick up the baton? How you doing? Good. What it do, baby? Oh, that baton. <laughs> Joe's got two batons. <laughs> I had a 50-50 shot and I screwed good, it up. Good's the regular, that's yeah, the normal weekly say, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it do, baby, is the Cincinnati Style. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. We got an awesome show for you today. We are going to recap the Crosstown Shootout. uh, (laughs) Cincinnati is once again blue. Uh, We are going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk this whole Patriots scandal and them filming the Bengals. Um, What's going on with that? I'm utterly shocked and appalled that Bill Belichick (laughs) could stoop to such levels. For the first time ever in recorded I history. I cannot believe that he would do something. There was one coach that I would think that would not go as far as cheating. It would be Bill Belichick. <laughs> Good Lord. We're also going to talk uh, UC football and the disappointment. UC fans had a rough week, man. Real rough week. <laughs> rough couple of hours. I mean, it was all within a... <laughs> And Sucks gonna, to suck. And we're going to talk about the city of Cincinnati losing. Uh, thanks to Heritage Bank Center and... And the fiasco going on down there. Uh, 2019, the year of the L in Cincinnati. (laughs) (laughs) We will get to all of that. uh, Plus, as always, the end of the show. We're going to do that hockey. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> if it ain't your favorite part yet, it's going to be soon. Because <laughs> it is easily our favorite part of the show. It is definitely my favorite part of the show uh, because, man, when you do that hockey, there's, first of all, do you think there's anybody that breaks down Cincinnati Cyclones hockey period? I don't even know. I mean, maybe there is. Maybe There's, there's got to be a, a Cyclones podcast out there somewhere. There's podcasts for everything. Well, that's so a good there's point. there's got to be a Cincinnati Cyclones podcast, but... Nobody breaks it down like we do. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> That's a good point. That's fair. That's a fair point. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump right into. Normally, we start off with some Bengals talk, but uh, that is not the uh, the headliner. The this headline week? this oh. week. We know what it is here. As to Xavier fans, uh, to Xavier guys, uh, it's the shootout, baby. Uh, in the clip, there we go. They did zip them up. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Well, yes, they, uh, Xavier went ahead, zipped up UC. Uh, what did you think watching that shootout, man? Like, I know we talked about last week. I was a little nervous going into it because I thought Cumberland was going to come in and ball out and I didn't know who's going to be able to, to stop him. But when it came down to it, like, yeah, it stayed close for a little bit, but that game was out of hand quick. Yeah, I mean, it was never really in doubt after, you know, the first part of the first half. <laughs> I mean, after that, you know, Xavier took the lead and sure, the score said it was close. But from then on, they pretty much ran away. And after they came out at halftime, I mean, talk about halftime adjustments. Good God. And Travis Steele talked about being able to see it like in the guys' eyes. Like he knew going into halftime, like they were going to come out like men on fire and they you know they did like the second half it was almost like a completely different team the first half was more of the team that we've seen this whole year where you're like all right they're good enough to win but it's gonna be ugly and there's a bunch of these ill-fitting parts and you're like why aren't they performing better and the second half you're like oh that's what Mm -hmm. it looks like when they all put it together yes we finally saw like a complete half from xavier (laughs) when we see a full 40 it's gonna be impressive to see a full 40 minutes from this team but uh well and i mean they have played a full 40 minutes but it's just been against you know teams that you expect them to play against full 40 minutes (laughs) but they only did like once that's right yeah this whole year but you know if they put it all together i mean I mean, this team can play with anybody in the country. I mean, that's basically what it boils down to because of the state of college basketball and the fact that, you know, they're, they're recruiting with all of the best teams. I mean, there's no... How you doing, Mac? Yeah. <laughs> there's no reason that this team on any given night, if everybody shows up, they can't hang with and beat anybody. I mean, and, and you know... Coach said after the game that it sometimes feel like feels like they're zero and ten, even though they're nine and one. But you know, <laughs> he just said that in terms of like you know they haven't really put it all together. Like you know they they they've struggled and they've not looked great. And there's times when you know it's like well, you know you're gonna have to do certain things if you you know if you want to get better and beat like real teams. And so it, it it totally makes sense that you know. He would think that it, you know, it seems like that because as fans, I know, like, I, I know it doesn't feel like that that they should be on ten, but it's definitely it's like you look up and you're like, wow, how is this team nine and one based off of how down on them I've been at certain points just throughout individual games? Well, it's but like, the, God, they look so awful. The reason why is the competition that they've been playing has not been great. I mean, we sure, talked about it sure. before. The out of conference schedule for Xavier is pretty much crap. The UC game was. The out of conference game outside of the tournament, and you know, right? Yeah, and then the one team that they played in that that was like the marquee name in Florida, they lost. 
So yeah. it's it's very as a Xavier fan, it feels very much like fool's gold. This you know right. this at this point in the season, and hopefully as we get into the conference schedule and you know you start to play against some Big East teams, you can kind of see a little bit more of how true this team is. Well, and I mean we forget. Too that I mean they did start off the season ranked. I mean you know preseason rankings or whatever, and you know right. who knows what you know what, what it all means. Like none of it really matters until March. But I mean it, it's a team that on paper, you know at least nationally people thought well it's a top twenty five team. So right. I mean we did quickly forget that because it's like oh they went from you know they had that first week where they fell down in the polls and then you know they held steady, then lost to Florida, and then they're completely out, and now they're back in the top twenty five. So who knows where they are truly. But I, I do think that at the end of the season, they'll for sure be one of the top 25 best teams. But it's just like, where are they going to fit in that top 25? Right. They could fit anywhere in that top well, 25. But, and I we talked like. about it on this week's show on Wednesday is like, who knows what this season is going to hold? Because this is such a strange college basketball season already. Right. It's, it's not even in. Christmas. <laughs> and we've already seen top teams get beat by unranked teams like, like consistently. Four times. Right. Evansville beating UK. Uh, Stephen F. Austin beating Duke. Like Penn Louisville, State beating Maryland. Yeah. Penn State. And right. then Louisville going down, uh, to Texas Tech. Like there, it is a crazy season. And you mentioned on the, on our show this week, like this is those, that season where it feels like, Okay, this could be the year that Xavier breaks through. Like, if anybody, if anybody could do it, why not Xavier? Well, and just speaking from a specifically Xavier position, you know, they've had the past, you know, ever since we were there, each year, for the most part, there's been a few years where it was clear that they probably weren't going to do anything and then they fell short. But they've at least come into the year where you think, all right, one of these years they're going to break through, and all Xavier fans are asking for is that Final Four opinion, appearance. Yeah, just one. Because, I mean, you know, Elite Eight's a bunch of times, you know, plenty of Sweet Sixteens, and they're just knocking on the door and can't right. quite open it and have been, like, so close so many times. And on paper, this isn't even, like, their best team, but because of the state of college basketball itself, you're like, well, this team has as good a shot as any of the teams in the past, you know, 15 years or so to be the ones to finally get over that hump. And especially right. if they can all put it together like they did in the second half. Well, of and game. that's what it seems like with Xavier. It's always that team that it's like, they're okay. They seem like they're okay. That's the team that like yeah, no, has a the deep team run. That, yeah, ends like up when it's that, like, right. man, this team is sweet. They they can do it. They get knocked out in the first weekend. It's like, oh, great. Thank yeah, you. all right. <laughs> Don't we're need fighting, reminders of that. We're fighting for a number one seed, and people are like, this could be the first number one seed to lose in the first weekend. It's like, <laughs> and then they're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you remember that when we had uh, the dude on that? He wrote the article for Sports Illustrated that oh, said yeah, yeah, Xavier yeah. was going to be the first number one seed to lose, and we called him out on it. And he came on the show, and then that night, uh, uh, that was when the number one seed went down to that was 16. that was Virginia, yeah, <laughs> Virginia lost. But then Xavier like, went out a day later. So right, yeah, yeah. He was like, at least he was cool about that. He was right. like, I, I just had the wrong team going down <laughs> to sixteen. Uh, looking at the stats from the shootout, Xavier just, I mean, they didn't look overwhelmingly good in any specific category. Except for Najee Marshall. Except for Najee. Najee, Najee Marshall had himself a night. <laughs> out. Uh, that dude put his name on the shootout. Right. Tied a career high with 31. Uh, but, like, looking at the three points. Career high, five steals. 
man. Well, and that's the other thing. So total turnovers, UC had 17 turnovers in the game, which is uh, that's that's definitely not something that you're going to get away with uh, against a team like Xavier. But that three point shooting again, that's going to come back to haunt Xavier throughout the season. Like the, it's going thirty percent. You, you read the internet wrong. UC had twenty two turnovers. Xavier had seventeen. Nope, they had twenty two fouls. You read the internet wrong. Ooh, <laughs> I... Hey, what's that over there? <laughs> Crap. I'll let you drive. I'll just sit over here <laughs> yeah. in the passenger seat. Uh, but Xavier goes six for 19 from behind the arc. The only good thing about that was UC was worse going six for 24. So it was just like one of those games where it's like, I have thoughts about that, though. One, Xavier always seems to be pretty horrific at threes. Like, they may but have that, that's one gonna guy. But that's going to hurt down the road, right? Sure, right? but then that's also the, the state of college basketball. Yeah, you, you generally take out, like, Villanova, who always seems to have, like, three or four guys who are just amazing marksman shooters from anywhere on the floor. But, the like, college basketball as a whole, it's always just a bunch of garbage yeah. at three-point shooting. Like, it just... A, a league full of guys who right. all think they can shoot the three <laughs> and none of them really can. Or you've got like maybe one or two per team. And like I said, and then Villanova who always managed to have four guys that you're like, why can they all shoot? Like, why are they the, the only four co- college basketball players that can shoot in the entire country? And somehow they've all been put on one team. The, uh, the one thing that kills me is, uh, the, with the performance, like Xavier clearly, like you said, they came out in the second half. It was a totally different team. That's when Xavier built the largest lead that they had in the game. It was a 14-point or 16-point lead. Like they were on fire. Uh, Tyreek Jones hit the dunk, put Xavier up by 16 points, and then that's when Xavier went into a shell and let UC back into the game. Like this could have been a total blowout. Uh, there was about 12 minutes to go. It was the under 12 timeout, and that's when you started to see UC creep back in, uh, and it became a little bit more of a game. It still never felt like UC was going to sure. come back and win it, but it was like, dude, you got to, like, don't take your foot off the gas at this point. Right. Uh, and then, you know, obviously it, it finishes up with uh, a, a decent win uh, for Xavier. So looking ahead for both of these teams, uh, you know, and, and we joke with UC fans, clearly we are Xavier guys, but I'm never one to like hate on UC when we were, oh, in- I don't really, that's the thing. I'm neither of us being native Cincinnatians. Right. I just have never really felt like that hatred towards UC. Like I'll poke fun and yeah, yeah. You know, obviously want to win. I'm going to claim right. the shootout. Obviously want to win the shootout or whatever. But other than that, like I don't have any ill will towards Cincinnati. I mean, they're fine. It's whatever. And right. I'm, they don't, cause they don't directly compete except for the one game. Like they're exactly. not in the same conference. They're generally not recruiting the same guys. Like you never hear of, Oh, well that's, you know, coming down to Xavier and Cincinnati. Like they're recruiting two different right. types of guys for the most part. Um, you know, I'm sure there's been some, some guys that maybe are deciding between the two, but you know, the local guys generally aren't the, haven't been for the past few years, like the super name guys. Like it's not like, Oh, it's Mr. Basketball Ohio and he's either going to go to Xavier right, or UC. Right. So, I mean, there, there isn't really anything other than this one game where you're like, Oh, okay. They're directly competing against one another. So for me, it's like, 
yeah, it's nice to win, and now I won't think about UC again until the tournament. And I, I want them to do well. Like, I don't have a problem if UC does I well. I mean, I don't want them to do well. Like, I'm not rooting for them, but I also, again, I won't think You're about them. You're just totally indifferent. Yeah, like, if the tournament you will, will come. think about them because we'll be doing Cincinnati-style just about every week. So you <laughs> sure, will be yeah, I mean, more so. you UC way more closely this More year. <laughs> so than I ever have, but just in your average year, it's like, oh, cool, so now we're a tournament. And I... I just to kind of expect them to be there too. Like, right. That's part of the reason why I don't pay attention to them. Cause it's like, all right, well they'll be in the tournament, whatever. Lose the first weekend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Lose before they get to the sweet 16, like they always do. And then, you know, it'll be another classic UC year. I do but, have to say with steel and Brandon as the coaches, I'm really looking forward to the shootout going forward. Like these two guys, since we've been there, we've never had, the experience where it's like two brand new coaches, like Steele's in a second year. These are still right. two fresh face coaches to the shootout. Like we have the opportunity to grow see into this yes, rivalry. It's going to become, I think, a bigger rivalry than uh, what most people, you know, feel like uh, in general. Yeah, over the next couple of years. But I do. Have but then say, again, Xavier's won eight straight now at Centaur Center. Yeah. Well, and Xavier in general has been pretty dominant in the shootout. Won, what, five of the last seven. Something like that. Six of the last seven. Something it's crazy been, like that. It's been a lot. I put it in the dock. What, what was it in there? Oh, you put it in there? Oh, yeah, look at you doing <laughs> I was going to say, I put it in there. They won another. Five, five of the last seven. seven. Okay, yeah, I was right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a pretty decent stretch for either school, you know, regardless of venue or whatever. That's, that's about as dominant as it gets in this rivalry. Right. So... You know, but, it, but it'll but be interesting. That's now, all going to change now that Mick's gone because I feel like that was the sure. that was what was holding UC back. Right. Well, and now old, you've got with these Mick. these two new coaches. You've got one, you know, one for Steele mm-hmm. and zero for Brandon. But you know, Steele's also one and one because he lost last year. Right. So you know, it, it's it'll it'll be interesting to see how this evolves and grows with the the coaches. So there's two things that I wanted to get to before we uh, stop talking about the shootout here. Number one is. We we just touched on this rivalry is like it's a rivalry for a game and then it's kind of, you know, and outside of the city of Cincinnati, people don't really care. But what I found interesting was there was so many UC fans tweeting after this game that they don't care about the shootout. Oh, that's a lie. Exactly. Right. That's <laughs> that's just a that's just because uh, I, I would we say lost, the same thing so... if Xavier fans said that that's a lie. Right. Like, you do care again. As much don't as you care don't... about what the other teams necessarily doing day in. But you want to win. I was this gonna say, game. but the game itself, you you care about. It's just like the Michigan Ohio State game for the individual fan bases. I mean, I still maintain that no matter what, it's bigger to Ohio State, no matter what they're doing, win right. or lose, <laughs> up or down. Like they just seem to take it. Much more seriously, and I mean, living up, living up using the letter C during (laughs) shootout week. (laughs) U and C, (laughs) can't use U and C. Um, like, like, and then, but, but it means a lot to Michigan fans. Like, even still, when you say it's like, sure, it might mean like it probably means slightly more to Xavier fans than it does to UC. But for UC fans to say that they don't care, yeah, that's just because you've been losing a lot recently and it's sour grapes right. and you're lying. And it's like, no, 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 this doesn't really, we don't really care. Yeah. But if but you, you were the ones that won five well. out of seven, that you'd be exactly. pumping your chest out about it. Right? Exactly. So if you're a UC fan and you're trying to pull that card, don't even play. Like you, it's Just in any rivalry game, like just don't do it. Like It's a rivalry game for a reason because right. both sides want to win. Right, exactly. Like, for either side in any rivalry game to just pretend like, eh, well, you know. And it's one thing to say, well, we're down, so it's like it, it you know, means slightly less because you know 
that specific year. Like, UC fans might be able to do that. Like, knowing that this year was going to be a little bit of a step back. Say that this First particular, right. right, this particular shootout had less juice for them. But that being said, had they won it, oh man, oh, dude, it the amount of crap yeah. they'd be talking. Like, you know, it, the, the pressure was kind of on Xavier because they right. had the, the better team you had on to, paper. Yeah, exactly. So, Certainly. Exactly. Uh, the other bad look for UC fans after this shootout happened, uh, a story that went national. Travis Steele, after getting the W, rolls up to Dana Gardens, uh, the, the big time bar here on, on Xavier's campus, shows up with this kid. His kid slaps a thousand dollars on the bar, buys everybody <laughs> in the bar drinks. It was videotaped. It was, it was a sti- dad's thousand dollars though. Right? We're just going to make sure we establish that the kid didn't have a thousand dollars. I don't know. Cash maybe he did. Him. I'm not, I'm not making that. That, that was not, clarified. I mean, that's a lot of lemonade. <laughs> Could have been the kids. I don't know what he does for, I don't know what. <laughs> What he does for a living. <laughs> I was about to say for a living, but Color? I make chores. <laughs> what, what you do for a living, kid? Uh, you know, I uh, put in work. <laughs> uh, but Steele shows up with $1,000. His son puts it on the bar. He buys everybody at the bar drinks uh, at Dana's. Real funny story, and you mentioned it this, you know, this week on the show. It's not the first time a coach has done this from right. Xavier. Xavier coaches have a, a tendency to do this. It became a big story because one, there was a video of it happening, and two, it was his kid that put the money on the bar, which was right. like baller move. Here's a fat stack of twenty, son. Slap <laughs> this up here. UC fans on Twitter decided to start ragging on Steel, talking about bad parenting, and oh, this is illegal. He he went into a bar at eight o'clock at night. Like they're making it seem like he showed up at one thirty at last call and was like, "Last rounds on my son here." Not like, not only that, the kid didn't have a scotch in his hand when he did it. Right? Like, they it's all like in. a cute thing. Like he and was doing if it. If you watch that video, Steele talks to one of the the bouncers like when he first gets there he's on the patio and you see him like motion to his son so it's almost like he was like hey man is it cool if we come in for a second i got my kid with me and the guy was like yeah yeah, yeah absolutely because it's a family bar like especially on the shootout dana's has families go hang out eat food there. well not only that i mean obviously the bar it, it wasn't like it wasn't as if steel was like hey i'm bringing my kid in and can you serve him too? Like he wants a Herschel special. Right. <laughs> he wasn't asking. This is like, hey, is it okay to bring my kid in? Of course, they're not going to say no. Right. I mean, even if it had been one thirty. So what's worse? What's again, worse? That's sour UC grapes. fans uh, talking trash about Travis Steele's parenting skills, or UC fans saying that the shootout doesn't matter? The shootout doesn't matter. That's the worst take. Yeah. Even even as a parent, you can judge me on that, but don't tell me you you don't care about winning. <laughs> You lie. <laughs> you lie. <laughs> well, uh, Cincinnati is blue for another year. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk a little UC football because that was the other. Let's just get all the pain out of the way for UC fans. What's going on at the same time? It they was, overlapped. Right. It was right there. Uh, the, uh, apparently the, the audio isn't playing. Without Joe here, everything falls to hell, man. It all goes to crap. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so the AAC championship part de UC versus Memphis <laughs> back to back weeks <laughs> in Memphis again. Uh, UC falls in that game, uh, unable to get the W. So now UC, <laughs> the old adage about beating a team twice not only doesn't hold, it didn't even hold for like a week. <laughs> yeah, you can beat a team twice. You can apparently do it all, all within a one week span too. Like, 
Sheesh, man. <laughs> I know that Memphis was 10 point favorites, but still, like, I, I thought UC would have done a lot better. Right. Like, absolutely. I, I thought, like, I thought they had a legit shot because again, it's like, it is really hard to beat a team twice. But it's even harder to beat them twice in the same week. I mean, and then they're going there like they just saw everything. Like there's no surprises for either team. It all comes down to who's making plays. And it's like, I mean, I guess that means that they're that much better than them. But they were similarly ranked and everything all year. Like it's not it wasn't as if Memphis came in as some big time powerhouse. So right. Beating a team twice in two weeks. I mean, that's impressive for Memphis. It's and very impressive. Very unfortunate for, you know, you see to Especially go from. with the timing. Cause you, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you took two back to back L's off the season you had and everything was right there for the taking. And if you look at it, that game was at three 30. Like they played that AEC championship game at three 30 uh, which means the end of that game coincided during the shootout. So you watched <laughs> your, like most UC fans. Uh, I saw dudes at the bar. They were watching that on one TV and the shootout on another TV. So you watch your football team lose and then you're like, okay, well, leave. Oh, shoot. We're down 16 already. Good <laughs> Lord. Well, this is going to be a rough night, fellas. <laughs> like, yeah, tough loss, uh, for UC. And again, you know, we don't, we, whatever you see. Good I, luck. I definitely don't, don't have anything against. In fact, their football team kind of was rooting for them, just the way the way like this season, especially the way things had gone for them. The only good thing for UC fans is I think this solidifies that Luke Fickle's Fickle staying. was. Yeah, he's yeah, not going yeah, anywhere. No, He'll be good. back. Yeah, had they won out and played in a big time bowl, you'd be pretty nervous. Because did you see what happened right after this game? I like did not. immediately after this game, it was announced that the Memphis coach is going to FSU. Like immediately, oh. Norvell got hired at Florida State. So like, wow. it was like, congratulations on the AAC championship. And he was like, thank you. By the way, I am leaving. I am going to Florida State. <laughs> and in, pulled, a, in a parallel universe, had that been, <laughs> had that all been UC finishing out and winning both of those games, you could meet, you could see Luke Fickle doing the exact same thing. Absolutely. Wasn't he rumored? Early he was. In the yeah. yeah. I mean, Fickle's a name that keeps getting tossed around right. because he is doing very well at UC and, and he is a guy that came from a big time program. And don't get us wrong. He could still. Get offered a job, like there's right. still going to be a job. Still of a lot coming. of coaching, but it just it, it one of those things where it's like you feel a little bit better if you're a UC fan about the the possibility that he sticks around. Like, yeah, he's it weighs it more heavy. I on think he's going to be back next leaving. year, but right. it definitely, I think if he had solidified a New Year's Six bowl, it was more than likely that Fickle was gone. Sure. This year. Uh, but the fact that they didn't, and instead will be at the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. What? Uh, yep. The ticket smarter? That's what I said. What is that? I don't know. It's a, it's a bowl game. Oh apparently. my God. <laughs> ticket smarter Birmingham bowl. Uh, they will be playing Boston College, uh, six you and mean six. Boston. Boston yeah. College. Yeah. BC, baby. BC. <laughs> uh, UC should wipe the floor with Boston College. Right. There is literally no way that I, I see UC losing this game, and I see a lot of UC fans on online who have been talking about how what a slap in the face it is that a ten and three UC team has to play a six and six Boston College team. But bro, that's just bowl tie-ins. Like you can't be upset about that, right? Like I'm sorry that that's how it worked out, but that's your tie-in. You got to go. That's where you got to go. Yeah, I mean it, but it, it does suck. I mean, and also, I mean, let's face it. This is a. Uh, an ACC conference that was really down this year. Sure. So the two best teams in the ACC, Clemson gets a, a college football playoff bid. 
And so the second best team. Virginia gets to go to the Orange Bowl, even right. though they really, they're not, they're not that, that good. good. Yeah. But they were the second best team because they got waxed by Clemson in the championship. So now you've got a bunch of crappy teams in the ACC that it's like, well, I'll pick a name out of a hat to go to the, the next bowl tier, I guess. Like, right. whatever. Like on paper. I mean, this could have been if you were like a third player, you know, it could have been a matchup against Miami if Miami hadn't, you know, shat the bed most of the season. And then when you're looking at that matchup and you're saying, oh, well, UC gets to play, you know, the U, like that's a much sexier matchup just based on names and all that. I think what you got to do as a UC uh, fan is you got to look at this as, granted, it's a 6-6 six and six Boston College team, barely bowl eligible, but it's still a Power 5 team. Like, sure, hang your hat over, uh, hang your hat on any win over a Power 5 team you can. Well, that and... No matter what happens, you know, if it's a slap in the face or whatever, assuming you win the game and you and you finish the season eleven and three, like that's nothing to right. That's be, nothing to poo poo. Yeah, be that's proud nothing about to be, that. You know, ashamed of or anything, because I'm guaranteeing you, if we had said at the very beginning of the year, hey, UC fans, you're gonna go eleven and three. I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you how it shakes out. We're just gonna say <laughs> you're going eleven and three. One hundred percent of them would have taken that. Yeah, absolutely. Like they were not supposed to go eleven and three this year. So you know, I mean, is it a slap in the face? Sure, but you know, it is what it is, and you just take it and build upon it and go forward next year. I mean, all all you need to worry about is the recruits out there who see that they finished eleven and three. Well, and that's and and the other thing that people like, and, and as a Notre Dame fan, I'm getting this a lot from people who are like, should they even take the bowl invite because Notre Dame's playing? Has a like school some, ever turned down a bowl? Yeah, there's been schools that do it, but they? yeah, but it's that's stupid real pretentious. To, it's stupid yeah. too because at the end of the day, the bowl game has nothing to. It's it's all exhibition. Right. All you need to do for this bowl game is look at it as extra practice time for your young kids. Sure, that's all it is. Like. Who cares what happens in the bowl? Nobody's going to remember what happened in the Birmingham Bowl except for BC and UC fans. It's, it's extra practice ones. time, and it's another chance to get in front of, you know, you have no idea who's watching, what recruit is also, watching that. This bowl game is on January 2nd. The Birmingham Bowl isn't there. There like, you go. Like, everybody kind of. So eyes will be on it. Right. They, the, the first is that delineation of like anything before the first is a garbage bowl. Who right. Yeah. Anything after the first Except is like, the, okay, you know, that's the, a bowl the, game. The, the, the semifinals, the, those games, those, those bowl games. Oh, that's right. That's the 28th. <laughs> <this year>. that's <laughs> that's right. so, so taking out the semifinal games, like, yeah, everything else, <laughs> every, all those other every bowl, bowl games. Game. Yeah, yeah. Every because exhibition the, well, game. I know what those are still bowl games. Yeah. <laughs> Even every, though they're every not. Every exhibition bowl game <laughs> right. before the first, people are like, whatever. Every dot com bowl. Right. <laughs> Every ticket smarter. Oh wait, uh, I can't believe it. ticket smarter. I don't. I don't know what that is. I don't know either. I know they're probably not as good as Minuteman tickets. I can guarantee you they're not as good as Minuteman tickets. And Minuteman tickets is uh, the way to go. And the you premium ticket. Hit them up, MinutemanTickets.com, uh, or give them a call six one four nine four three three thousand and avoid all of the fees. Uh, anyways, <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> Let's let's go into uh, a little Bengals stock here because the Bengals really screwed me over this week, bro. They really screwed me over this week, hitting that field goal with 12 seconds to go to uh, cover the spread, lose by eight to the the Brownies. But they uh, did exactly what we thought they would do. They looked competent. We you know we figured ah they're gonna lose because it's in Cleveland, but. And they didn't get blown out. It wasn't as if Cleveland ran away with it. I mean, you know, coming off of the first win, it was a respectable loss. They looked all right. They looked good. 
I just no, really I mean, I'm wish. Just saying, like, I know what you're worried about. I get it. But I'm just saying, just as a, on a whole, when you're talking about, we said they're probably going to lose because it's on the road. You know, can they keep it close? And then do they look like completely inept? Like, was last week a complete fluke? Or, you know, do they have, I mean, and I feel like they passed the test. It's like, all right, they lost. It was close. Move on to the next one. Are you looking at this as more of, hey, the Bengals are moving in the right direction. They're building on a win. They're looking okay. Or is it more the Browns are in total disarray right now? And that program as, you know, as the, the expectations that they had coming in are crashing and burning. And what a crap show that that is. Freddie Kitchens should I be worried about his job. Like, so, I, I really do think it's both. I mean, because the Browns have been a total disappointment. Probably the most disappointing team in the league. Really next disappointing. To, uh, them and the Cowboys would have to, like, <laughs> we're, are battling for most disappointing. Eagles are in that conversation, too. I mean, those all three are teams that people either put in the playoffs or, you know, in the case of the, the, the Browns and the Cowboys, you know, were Super Bowl contenders coming into the season just based on paper and who they have on their team. So, yeah, I mean... It's been a disappointment, but I mean, if you're the Bengals, like, you can't worry about what they've not done based on projections. So the right. fact that, again, had they come to this game where you'd be concerned if you're a Bengals fan or where you're just like, all right, well, was last week smoking mirrors is if the Browns would have housed them and would have just like beat the crap out of them. Would have yeah. been like, well, here's a team, here's a Browns team that we, we don't think is all that great and who has been underperforming, but they were able to just completely dismantle the Bengals. So if you're a Browns fan, you're like, jeez, we barely beat the Bengals. And if you're a Bengals fan, you're like, oh, good. We, I mean, we barely lost to the Browns, and we're supposed to lose to them on the road. Cover the spreads. So, I mean, dude, that's what, that's what was surprising. When So as, as mad as I was that the Bengals kicked that field goal to lose by eight and covered the eight-and-a-half-point spread and forced me to throw at the dartboard uh, in the degenerate <laughs> dartboard of doom punishment, uh, I looked it up, and I was trying to figure out like how the Bengals have done this year. They're five and eight against the spread. That's pretty – it's not Decent. terrible. Like there, well, there was there's a stat. Uh, now it might have just been something that a buddy of mine. We were sitting out having drinks one afternoon. He he looked it up and he was looking. He looked up again. He looked up the Lions the year that they went zero and sixteen against mm. like and to see what their record was against the spread. And they were something like horrific. I think they were like still like two and fourteen or something like that against the spread. Like so they're like they were truly zero and sixteen right. bad. Um, and then who else went 0 and 16 recently? Was it the Browns or who was the other 0 and 16 yeah, yeah, team? The Browns. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the, but the Browns were something like, like they were like horribly unlucky where it was like, they were like something like seven and nine or something like against the spread. Like they were not as bad as being 0 and 16. And yeah. I think there was, there was like another one that he had looked up. So it's just like Bengals are somewhere in the middle of that where it's right. just like they're clearly not as bad as their the record indicates. Like, and the, and they're not a good team to, by any stretch. Right. Because they got a lot of blowouts. And that goes there, to but, show you how like and and you, that's proof positive because all of those games that it was like, man, we had a shot. Like going right. into that last drive, we had a shot and then Dalton threw that pick, or all we needed was one stop and the defense couldn't get that stop, or Man, Seattle, yeah, whatever just, it was. Yeah, like there was just so many instances this year, and I feel like that's going to go down. And, and maybe, maybe that is a blessing for the Bengals because I feel like if this was a year where those balls break the other way and the Bengals aren't sitting here at one and eleven and you know first round pick, I know. Could you and imagine if they were five like, and seven? Right, middle <laughs> of the pack. They're going to get a you know they probably take an offensive lineman somewhere in the in the mid round uh, first round, sure. but. It's not an impact player and 
and the the team just sort of mires in mediocrity. Like it, this could be a blessing in disguise for the Bengals because the the team is showing that they're not as bad as this record indicates. They're right there, and just well, I a felt couple like we, things break the other we way. We knew that though, like kind of like just based on the eye test. Everybody wanted to say, like I mm, was, the eye test. We're gonna go on a college football playoff committee here. <laughs> yeah, we are. Oh, we're we're gonna test. go. On, we're gonna go Bengals committee here. They're ranked number three this week. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, that was the, it was the reason why I said I didn't think they were going to go on or, you know, winless. I mean, one, it's very hard to go winless. I mean, it just, it's not happened that many yeah, times. Yeah. But two, I mean, when you watch the games, like, sure, there were some that were completely out of hand and were over by halftime and then never had a chance. And that's just what I, but it, look at the names of those teams, the, right. the Ravens, the Niners, the Niners like yeah, teams yeah. that are like the best in the NFL right now and what they're doing. They're competitive in all their other games. I mean, okay, the Steelers got them on that one, but uh, division rivalry. And right, then the second right. time they played them, it wasn't as an, as embarrassing. Like, so I mean, th- there was evidence there that when you're just watching the games and looking at how they're playing, and then obviously they started Finley, which I still maintain was an odd so choice. And, weird, and man. we'll we'll look back on it and think it was even more odd because I I have a feeling that you know two years, maybe three max. You know, Ryan Finley's not even a part of this team, so it was just like, yeah, that was just. I mean, let's face it; part they're they're likely taking Burrow number one if they got sure. But I'm saying, like, I don't even know that Finley's like backup material. That's what I mean. Like, Like, he's gonna he's gonna get traded away, and they're gonna pick up somebody else as a a free agent. Oh, I mean, they could, but I think I think Finley will be on the team next year. Like, I I mean, he'll be on there next year because especially you're talking about you're getting rid of Dalton, so it's like he'll be around. So like. You probably do have they start three. Burrow next year, or do they start Finley and I let Burrow? Oh uh, no, 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 no! Because it would be second year for Finley, and he showed you nothing. Right, but so you just throw a rookie in there with no real help. I mean, I guess you see what the line does, and and I mean, unless you're worried about him taking his lumps, of, like if the line looks shaky, and you're just or like, is this well, we're just gonna rebuild. let Finley. Like, we're like we're gonna let Finley take the lumps, like and then right. Start that's what I mean. Like it's a two year rebuild. See what happens. Have another crappy season next sure, year. But I, another high the way the pick. NFL is now, you, you, I mean, can you imagine this city if they're like, yeah, we're going into the season with Finley as the starter. You they thought, drafted Burrow. You thought there were some booze <laughs> earlier this season, <laughs> right? Oh, like, man. And, and I mean, this city, you know, th- there's been empty seats galore. You think the Brown family is going to be like, yeah, sure, just let the guy we drafted number one overall sit on the bench. <laughs> like, no, that's going to be one of those decisions where it's like, hey, coach, do whatever you want, but you're starting Joe Burrow. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, no questions asked about it. By the way, speaking of coach, my mom texted me during that game because my family's all Northeast Ohio. They're all Browns fans. So they were all watching that game. My mom texted me and she goes, what's wrong with your coach's hair? I think it looks fine. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> He did. Zach Taylor looked on point this week. He finally got a cut. I was like, Mom, take a look at this picture. I sent her a picture when he was like yelling about the, the, uh, where, where somebody gave up on the interception and he was trying to say (laughs) it was a safety. And he had like just off. I was like, look at this. She was like, yeah, you're right. That looks bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right. So we move ahead to this week. We got the Patriots this week, uh, coming into town. And the controversy swirls. Uh, we don't expect the Bengals to win this game. However, now the entire universe wants the Bengals to win this game. Not only, I mean, I feel like most people wanted the Bengals to win anyways, just because 
F the Patriots. Sure, <laughs> is, I mean, you know, everybody outside cry. of Boston generally wants the Patriots to lose right. every week. But now, because of Spygate 2.0, we have a whole other situation of the Patriots filming another team uh, in an attempt to gain an advantage. Uh, but the, denying it. With an excuse that they provided to people during the initial Spygate. Like, that's the craziest part about it was ESPN reports like, oh, by the way, when they first got caught, they told the people. The exact same thing. If you get caught, say you're trying to film a a (laughs) story for the website. And then here they are going like, ah, we're just filming a story for the website. Like, everything points to this being the Patriots are are cheaters and dirty and whatever. Uh, and getting getting caught doing it, it, I mean, it's just so poetic, getting caught doing it against the worst team in the NFL yes, record-wise. Yes, exactly. Like, and that's what, what are you doing, like, man? And, and the, the story where everybody's like, why would you do this to the Bengals? It's not, why would you do this uh, for the Bengals? It's you are clearly doing this for every team. I was just like, going to say, it's like, happening every this, week. This, this is soli- the one you got I was going to say, on. this is solidified that they do this on a weekly basis. Right. And that's why, like, everybody who is, is playing this off as, well, if this was any other team, this would just be a byline and the story would be over. But right. because no. it's the Patriots. No, no, no. It's because you use this excuse and you did it against the Bengals. Like you're <laughs> clearly doing this ever. Yes, you did it to the Chiefs. I uh, the Chiefs. I guarantee. Uh, Freudian slip there. You did it. <laughs> the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Uh, no, the Chiefs did it to the Chiefs. Uh, oh, like clearly, yeah. you have done it every week. Sure. No, and I mean it. I mean it's a really bad. It's a look. Real bad look. And I mean, the NFL's trying to play it safe. You know, we're not going to jump to conclusions, or we're going to investigate this and yada yada. But, you know, last time, nothing barely happened. What were they, dock like a second-round pick or something stupid Some, like that? Yeah, something like that. But, like, people thought, oh, they're going to get the hammer, and then it was, like, pretty much they got off. Right. Pretty easily. I mean, the second one, right, I, like, you... You gotta drop the hammer, right? I mean, you have I, to. I, and you I don't even, I don't to. even know what the hammer is, but I mean, this is unprecedented. Like you, this is yeah, a story getting caught that... cheating the same regime twice now, and this is the, this is the second time, or is this the third time? Because I mean, we had well, okay, no, I'm thinking, all right, my bad. This is the second time that they've been caught cheating with video cameras, with video cameras, but yeah. they've got Deflategate on their record right. too. So I mean, there's. You know, now three different instances where you're out here, you know, trying to skirt the rules or it, 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 it appears that you are. I mean, you cannot have that. And, and you're the premier franchise you're in the NFL. The the, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's really bad. It's a real bad look. Uh, like, I honestly, I did This is the one time that I guess is like, you know, I wouldn't want to be Goodell because it's like, well, what do you do like for the second time? Like, again, this is unprecedented. You haven't run into teams that have got cheating or attempting to cheat or whatever, the appearance of cheating multiple times now. It's like, what the hell do you do? Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea how you handle this. Uh, but I do know uh, the Patriots are absolutely going to run the Bengals out of the stadium. Yeah. It's about to be ugly. Well, that's the funny part. They could have run them out of the stadium without doing they didn't this. Have to so it's so stadium. weird that they're like <laughs> that insecure. The 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 worst ten and three team of all time out here videotaping a, a, a team that was winless two weeks ago. Unbelievable. <laughs> Let's talk some Reds. And this one belongs to 
Uh, real quick on this one, there's not much development in terms of MLB trade rumors or uh, what the Reds are doing. However, the Reds were rumored to be in talks or like interested in Madison Bumgarner. And now that Strasburg so is he, off the market, your boy Gregarious is gone. Yes, we talked about Didi. that. He yes, signed with the Didi. Phillies for a year, a year deal. Really weird. Very strange. Yeah. I was, uh, I don't understand why I, that. The happened. only thing I can think of is that uh, he wanted to do one of those reset the market type deals because he was hurt this year with the Yankees. Yeah, and so right. that you know his numbers were off just a little bit. From what he had done the past two years, but that's why I don't understand why you don't go back to the Reds because the Reds would have paid, like they would have paid a premium well, for and, Gregorius. Well, I know, and it makes sense, I because if you're you, if you're Gregorius, I guess he was smart enough to. People said and people thought that while he's with the Yankees, yeah, he might be a good hitter, but is some of that inflated because of the short porch there? And, and so come know, to Cincinnati, the, bro. Well, he, but funny <laughs> enough, he found himself short porch either way because <laughs> right. Philadelphia, same yeah, yeah. thing where they've got that short porch. And, you, and I mean, the fact that it was coming down to those two teams and he's on a one-year deal <laughs> makes total sense because it's like, right. well, if I'm going to do this one-year deal, I'm going to go somewhere else where I can also have these numbers where yeah. being a pull hitter and being a left-handed hitter. Yeah, I'm but gonna, now you're going to now you're gonna have a good year right. and you're going to price yourself out of Cincinnati because you know he's gonna Cincinnati's not gonna be able to afford him. Sure, we ain't so, worried about that. Like, I mean, he's, uh, I mean, he's going. He's just going for biggest deal now. That's a fair point. Everybody out here trying to get that Garrett Cole money. <laughs> <laughs> but because Garrett Cole gets signed for three hundred forty-five million over nine years, Strasburg had what was Strasburg's deal? It was I don't like even remember because it was, it was it, no, it was over three hundred. It was over three. He set the record at thirty-two a year, and then. And then Cole, Cole broke it with 35 for, yeah. a year. So. Yeah, Strasburg was like, come on, bro. Uh, yeah. But because of that, Madison Bumgarner, the other big high-priced high, high pitching free agent, it was rumored that the Reds were interested. There's no way you can match this type of money now. So right, because he's not going to kiss – Well, because he, he's not going to come close to those two because he just hasn't been at that level for the past couple of years. He's you know slowing down, but he's still a name. He's still going to get some stupid amount of money that the Reds right. aren't going to be able to yeah. afford. So basically the Reds, I think – I mean, I don't really see any other moves at this point because everybody that the Reds were rumored yeah. to be targeting are now off the board. No, there's, only, there's, there's one other name, and, and it's another name that, again, it's like I think won't end up signing until after things kind of settled – uh, is Marcelo Zuna. He's still been... Yeah, rumored. but Zuna's been now uh, rumoredly tied to every other franchise Well, right, but I mean, but the, the thing Reds. but the thing with Ozuna is you're going to wait till Anthony Rendon signs, you're going to wait till Josh Donaldson signs, and then you're like one of the best ones left. So he's like, he'll just wait till the uh, the bigger guys are signed, and then he can sit back and see who still kind of needs the bat. And so the Reds, I would say, are still in the conversation with, yeah. with Ozuna. It just like it, it, the the only thing is it's just going to be do they want to play the waiting game? Do they want to wait and risk? All right. Well, the other two dominoes fall and then we're in a bidding war against the other teams that miss out on those other two. Right. So that's the problem you run into with that. It's like if you don't move aggressively on Ozuna now while the other two are still available, you risk losing him to somebody else because he'll get a better offer or whatever. So, but then, I mean, if you're Ozuna, you also have no incentive to sign before those other two. So it's like a catch 22. Like, right. What do you right. do? And, and I mean, so like you said, there's not that much that the Reds can do. They can wait 
or the only other option is to make some type of trade for somebody else. Like, you know, because you don't have to wait for trades. It's only, you know, trades are however aggressive you want to be. And obviously last year that was kind of how they revamped everything was they went all in on trades. Don't know how much juice they have left in the miners to make yeah, any Yeah, and honestly, trades, I'd rather so. them not do that. Oh, for, no, for trade. sure. I mean, that's not the preferred way to go. But I'm just saying, like, if they're going to make a move before all the other dominoes start falling, it could only be through trades. Like, I mean, no other moves that they could make for anybody else would move the needle. So. Yeah. Well, as of uh, this recording, it is being reported that the Reds uh, are still showing uh, interest in Azuna. As a matter of fact, John Heyman is reporting that the Reds and Azuna's camp have been in contact within the past 24 hours. So there is still some heat. But like you said, it looks like Azuna's just going to sit back and wait for Rendon and, and Donaldson to get signed and then yeah. set the price at that point. Right. Uh, also, I didn't even think about this, but uh, the MLB trade rumors also says the reason – one of the big reasons why DD went to Philadelphia is because of uh, Girardi being uh, in in Philadelphia now. Yeah, which, so he said that he wanted to go there because of Girardi. That was another. That's still, but that's uh, that makes the one year deal still weird. Very strange. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. well, if you want to play for him that bad, why would you only sign for a year? Because I don't really like him that much. I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just that, that sounds like a afterthought <laughs> excuse. It's like, well, oh, why just sign Phillies? Why is he really there? like Joe? So, I mean, I, it was an easy choice. Oh, yeah, Joe. <laughs> I forgot about Joe being there. Yeah, yeah right. right, 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 right. <laughs> tell him Joe. Tell him Joe. <laughs> uh, but the Reds were rumored as a, a runner-up in that one. So, I guess they were close, but not close enough. Pretty much like the Bengals all year long. Let's <laughs> do that hockey, Scott. Uh, <laughs> it is time for Let's play that one more time. Yeah. It's time for everybody's uh, favorite segment of the week. This is where Scott does that hockey and talks about the Cincinnati Cyclones and gives us an update on the Cyclones. Everything uh, Cyclone, really deep, in-depth analysis <laughs> about the team, where we stand, what we're looking at. Uh, this is where Scott is able to break down hockey in a way that only Scott Kaiser can do. So, Scott, I will yield the microphone to you. Do that hockey. They won one and they lost one since we last recorded. So they're, they're playing 500 hockey. <laughs> this is the last time we did a show. Um, hey, you, you want to check it out right now? Like, is it while we're recording? They yeah, got a game. It might be over. I don't know. It started <laughs> at seven. So let's see. Let's see what the Cyclones are doing right away. Let's give you up to the minute stats on a Friday show. That releases on Friday, but was recorded Wednesday. <laughs> so you already know if you give a crap about the, behind the curtains. what's happened. <laughs> oh, oh and they lo- they won tonight, three to two. Oh. Burr, 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 burr. So Take in between the last time we recorded, uh, they have gone two and one <laughs> in that time frame. Killing and it. If you're listening to this one, it's released on Friday. It is officially Star Wars weekend <laughs> for the Cyclones. Make sure you head on out. <laughs> Head on down to U.S. something arena? Heritage Bank? Which we're about to talk about that story. I know. That's why I brought it up. It's like the stadium that has no name or kind of has a name. Way to transition out of hockey. Right. No, no, no. Real quick, though. uh, Star Wars weekend this weekend. They've got those uh, Star Wars themed jersey that'll be going up for auction afterwards. Uh Play two, we two talked different about teams. It last week. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to really do, so we've done that hockey more or less. I still can't pronounce that goalie's name. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> not I'm gonna try. I'm not gonna lie. That's the most disappointing doing of that hockey that I've seen on this show. I but know. That's fine. Well, it's, it's fine. It's well, fine. it's unfortunate because again, they only played the two games, and then you know the Star Wars weekend, which we talked about so much last week. 
Well, there's really only so much we can talk about. Anything coming up? I know. Here. Unfortunately, the there's themed weeks really. are kind of running New out. New Year's Eve fireworks. They're doing fireworks against the Swamp Rabbits? What? That's a solid what a name, name, though. Swamp Rabbits. Yes, that's like a that. fantastic name. Did we mention them when we were talking about like- I think we got that. I don't remember that being brought up. I feel like we, I would remember Swamp Rabbits. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't remember that. Dude, Ooh, they're the, doing teddy The old bear teddy bear toss. toss is coming after the first of the year. That's always a solid time. Uh, and then Marvel Ooh, Weekend. Marvel Weekend. Now oh. we're going to- go nuts for that look at look at and that's three day weekend so the star wars weekend where we said oh they don't need to do any like themes for more than one night now they're doing one that lasts three nights versus the star wars nights too they're blowing it out for marvel i mean it's marvel weekend right yeah you got to do that we'll talk more about marvel let's not shoot our load over marvel weekend let's get let's (laughs) i was gonna say we don't want to january we don't want to talk too much about it then marvel weekend comes like all right well we talked about marvel weekend a month ago Yeah, that's that's uh, Cincinnati style episode number fifteen or sixteen. Like that's what we'll get to that one. But all right, let's talk Heritage Bank Center real quick because uh, we are running a little long uh, tonight. You mentioned this earlier, uh, and I hadn't seen the story until you brought it to my attention. Yeah. But Heritage Bank Center, uh, formerly U.S. Bank Arena, was set to host some NCAA tournament games in 2022. Yep. Is that what it was? 2022. Uh, and the NCAA announced today that they are yanking that from Cincinnati. They're moving it to <laughs> Indianapolis. They're like, hey, by the way, Cincinnati, yoinks, we going to take this? <laughs> We're going to the same place we've been for a bunch of years, <laughs> Indy. Uh, Heritage Bank Center. Boom, uh, Rendon to the Angels. There you go. Oh. Reagan right now. So there's there's one of those dominoes we just talked Come about. Come on, Azuna. Come on, baby. He only signed for seven years for 245 mil. That's that's a great deal that's a for the steal Angels. For the Angels. So wait, the Angels now have Rendon and Trout, and they still got Pools. Pools is still there on his 10 year deal that he signed eons ago. I think they're coming up on the end of that though. Like it's like that's one you got to cut. It's time to let him go. Sure. He'll end up in Cincinnati. <laughs> I was just gonna say farewell to her. <laughs> Gotta cash those last. I mean, because the the guaranteed money. But I mean, you know, he'll still be playing ball. I mean, right. Farewell. to There's her. no way. I mean, bring him back to the NL Central. He can never go NL. He's got to go. He's got to stay, stay in the NL. Yeah, he's yeah. got to stay at DH. Anyways, so Heritage Bank was like, "Listen, we'll make these upgrades, but not all of them. We'll like add some locker rooms and like give you some hospitality suites." Right. And the NCAA was like. No, 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 we out, we out. (laughs) Which is really weird because they announced it earlier this year that they were coming. But as we talked about in between, 2017. I read, I read after you was it? Yeah, in between shows tonight, I read. Already been. 2017 was when the NCAA agreed to coming to Cincinnati. Right, that was when they agreed, but that announcement though didn't come. And wasn't that just earlier this year though? Uh, Because I feel like it was only made official this year. Yeah, this this is one of the few stories that actually like paid attention to at my job. Yeah, this is apparently uh, from Cincinnati.com. They said the, the okay, yeah, city they of Cincinnati won the, won the bid in 2017. Right. But where else are you going to host it in Cincinnati? You know, it's not like, sure. oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to come to Cincinnati and we're going to go to Cintas Center. No, it's it was clearly going to be at U.S. Bank Arena. Right, but I'm just saying they, they won the bid er, to host, but they didn't. Heritage Center. Right, the, but they never announced it, though, is what I'm saying. So it's really weird that right. even though they won the bid back then, <laughs> they announced it. And in the same calendar year, didn't even get a full year with the announcement. They're just like, nah, kid. That was going to be Cincinnati's first time to host an NCAA game in 30 years. We have not hosted a, uh, a tournament game in 30 years. Here's how bad that is. Dayton has it more together than Cincinnati. Think about that. Think about the fact that UD has hosted all of those, even if they're the, even if they're the play-in the games. Sport, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, they still have those official NCAA tournament games 
in Dayton, and yet UC can't or UC Cincinnati can't update the arena. We'll call it because God knows whoever whatever name it's got, but they can't update the arena well enough for them to host a damn game. Like that's pretty. That's kind of pathetic. Awful. And I know they. I mean, they wanted them to make upgrades. It was like two hundred million dollars in upgrades that they were looking for, and and it included new locker rooms. Because if you think about it, with with a tournament game, it's not just the two locker rooms. Sure. You need multiple locker rooms for these like, dudes. Don't but, get me wrong. I get it that it was a lot of money they were asking for, and it was like you know, in this city, when you're talking about money and stadiums, all that. And I mean, that was the hang up when they they made this announcement. It was like, well, where's this money gonna come from? Because right, the you know, the taxpayers are done. You know, footing the bill for all of these like stadium <laughs> upgrades, all that other stuff. So that was taxed out. But it was just like that's why when that happened, you know, when they made the announcement, I laughed. I was like, "There's no way they're gonna get that yeah. money. Like, why bother even announcing it? And if you're the NCAA, why didn't you like? Why weren't there requirements before you even made the bid? Well, and you made the point like, why do you agree to this? With the, with one side of it being like, no, 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 we'll go ahead and make that, those changes for you. Like, right. we're not ready now, but we should be by 2022. Um, but then not even committing to them for longer than, you know, the six, seven months or whatever that they right. made the announcement official. Very strange. And, uh, you know, in typical Cincinnati fashion, we're going to go ahead and blow L. that. But at least Garth Brooks is coming to town. Right? And Maroon 5. Hit that DJ oh. air horn. Oh, that's right. Maroon 5. No, we're just going <laughs> to no, get out of that That's a showstopper, baby. <laughs> I forgot Maroon 5 is coming to Cincinnati. <laughs> I, where are they coming? I don't know. Probably Heritage Bank Center. <laughs> they upgraded. <laughs> Maroon 5 is like, we're canceling the show because y'all didn't make the upgrades. We needed three locker rooms. <laughs> we got five guys in this band. We need five <laughs> locker rooms. <laughs> At least, at least two for Adam. <laughs> yeah, Adam, Adam has a whole entourage. He's got his own thing, so mm-hmm. he needs to be a, like the his rest tattoos of the band. need one. <laughs> the guy with the hair has his own yeah. locker room. It's whatever. <laughs> oh, good they times. still play their old stuff. Does Maroon Five still play their old? Don't stuff? Don't they have stuff? to? I mean, I feel like they ha- they would have to. But can you imagine Adam Levine trying to play that old stuff now? Yeah, like trying to sing. Uh, she will be loved. And then following up with whatever BS Maroon 5. Whatever. Anyways, this has been a really fun Craft Root Sports. <laughs> we did that Maroon 5 this week. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to follow the show at Craft B Sports. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Follow me at Mike Burlon. You can follow Joe at Joe Goalie 4. Tell him never to miss a show again because I can't do this without him. <laughs> Text the drunk line, hit us up, leave a voicemail, 44037-DRUNK, whatever you want. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Share the show, help us out, subscribe, rate, review. Cheers, everybody. Peace. We out.